welcome to a brand new Five Heart Podcast live on YouTube and maybe someplace or other. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Mahochko. Nope, we're on the other side this week. Over here, our founder, our fearless leader, Mr. John Damn Johnson. Everybody give it up for John, without whom none of us would be here. Hi, Greg. Hi, John. How are you? Good. <laughs> this is a last minute thing. What the hell? Uh, do you want to know the truth or do you want a colorful uh, embellishment? A colorful embellishment. I was really hoping for the truth. I don't have a colorful embellishment. <laughs> really? I don't have a colorful. I was, uh, I, I got home from work, ate a little uh, uh, leftovers for dinner, sitting in my chair, my boys watching a movie. And then I wake up and it's uh, 8.58 and I'm like, I should probably get to the computer. Wow. Okay. Well, how you doing? Let's, let's go. What are we doing? I'm, you know, your hair is what am I doing? Really short. Thank you. Hoss uh, was giving me crap. He says, he says, I have too much hair to, to do this to my hair. Cause unlike him, I, I, I actually have hair when it's gross. But I like it this way, John. Some of us get haircuts on a regular basis. Look, look what happened. Look. <gasps> it's a haircut. There, are you happy? You son of a bitch. I'm just not doing the full metal jacket thing. <laughs> but oh it is a haircut. Oh. So it is a hell of a lot shorter than it was because it was getting pretty unmanageable. What the hell is going on here? I don't know. Stuff just opened up on my computer. That's because you have too many things. Do you have your? Do you still have your list? Your to do list. My list. I yes, I always have the to do to list. It it helps me reorganize my life and know what's important and what's a priority. Like not falling asleep on the couch, you know, when it's about time to do a show. And two of the worst teams in the NFL are playing together on a Thursday night on Amazon Prime. First of all, sir. Yeah. It was my chair, not the couch. Oh, my chair, couch, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Fred says, speaking of Full Metal Jacket, uh, <laughs> Fred says, waiting for you to yell at me to sound off like I've got a pair. Yeah, Greg, uh, something. <laughs> we're starting off. We're starting off stilted the uh, no we're fine we're this is great john yeah we've got we've got this down to a science and honestly at five and four yes and playing maryland Yes. How serious do we need to take this at this point? We need to take it very serious. One of the one of these teams, one of these teams is going to be bowl eligible, and the other one's going to be filled with anxiety. It's not going to be us, John. I won't let it be us. Which which one? You're not going to uh, let us be bowl eligible. No, I, I'm not going to let us be filled with anxiety because this Saturday, mark this down. 
Okay, everybody. mark this down. Mark this put down, this on, everybody. Put this on your list. This is a Greg put Mahochko this- guarantee. Okay. Nebraska going to win. By God, we better. We 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 should. We're we're due. It's our turn, right? Is it? Is that how it works? What, We've what? waited twenty years. Now it's our turn. With the okay, uh, I don't know about twenty uh, years, but oh, look at this! Look at this one, Fred Sacco. You guys are starting off like our offense. Fred, I thought we were friends. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's all right because Minnie says if we die, we die. That may be what this show's doing tonight. I don't know, according well, to John. You know, that's not as final as everybody thinks it is, apparently. No. Well, I mean, hey, hey, look, we know it's not final because we know a guy who's been dead. Yeah. But never been to Europe. And it's this guy sitting right over here. And if you want to read his book like this, ooh. What that. is that? What it's is- supposed to be it's supposed to be like Vanna Whiting. Uh oh. it didn't work. Um you can get it on Amazon. It's a terrific read, a very uh, a real page turner, and I mean that in not a cliche way. Um check out been dead, never been to Europe, by John Johnston. You know what else is on Amazon? Uh, the football game tonight. No, my third book. It's already. No, it's been out for like two years. I gave it away as a freebie to sign up for my newsletter at my author website, and nobody ever signed up for it. It's called The Mystery of the Dent in My Head because, quite frankly, I would never shave my head because there's a very large dent in my head. I woke up from a coma with a dent in my head, and we never figured out how the dent got put in my head. And this is a little short 45, 50-page book about me trying to figure out what happened to my head. I feel like in this – look, maybe it's just me, but I feel like that would make a really good comic book, like a little one-shot comic book. (laughs) It is. A, it, it contains a lot about all the head injuries I've had in my life, and you know I've had a lot. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to wear a helmet when you play football, John. Well, you do. I didn't even. I don't even think I put my football injuries in there. Being hit in the head in football, you know, stuff like that. All right, Fred Sacco says John's third book, Commode Commotion. Yeah, that's, I was thinking about writing another book. One. You know, I I put that one up on Amazon. I took it. It's an ebook only. I put it up on Amazon. I thought, you know, I should write another book. So maybe there's one in the future. Uh, living in Omaha's David Matney says, or David Matney, who lives anyway. I'm still waiting for the coordination hair care products, aren't we all? And then look at this one for Minnie. <laughs> or, coordination hair is down the toilet. John cut his hair. Well, actually, my wife cut my hair, and she. I just kind of sat there, and I didn't have a mirror or anything, and she literally just had a handful of hair about this big and, and just took it over. I was like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? It was kind of getting, uh, it was kind of getting unmanageable. I mean, I couldn't, you know, it was like. Oddly enough, hmm? I gave myself a haircut, this haircut. Well, that's not that shocking. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, Nebraska basketball beats Florida A&M 81-54. Hey, Roger Moore really enjoyed my cameo earlier this week. Well, that he says he says nice things about you now. What? Well, yes, it's the haircut. So we're five and four. We're gonna are we gonna be six and four? <laughs> we're, we're gonna, gonna be, be six, six and four. four. Okay. Um, how how much do you want to go back and relitigate this past Saturday's game against uh, Michigan State? I don't know. Not much. Okay. I'm I'm ready for the future. What okay. it come what may come what. May. This is the. Um, I don't want to say metaphorical or the figure, the symbolic turning of the page. Okay. We don't have to talk about Michigan State at all. That's that's John's wish. I you know we what hope, I will I we hope I, you I in will, the chatterfield we hope you in the comment section, you chatterfields, uh didn't want have anything you wanted to say about Nebraska Michigan State, because John has said I, it's in the past. I'm gonna say this referencing it. If I have to pick one thing, one thing that I want to see out of Nebraska in the Maryland game, it's this one thing that did not happen in the Michigan State game, and that is Heinrich Harburg stepping up into the pocket because he stood back there a long time holding on to the ball, and you know the pocket had come around him, and he'd freak out, and he'd either throw the ball badly, poorly, or you know, not do a really good job of making decisions. And and this week, if we can just see him, if we throw the ball, and we're going to have to throw – everybody's going to load the box on Nebraska, and that's why we're going to have to throw the ball. If we throw the ball, what we want to see out of Heinrich, our buddy, is him stepping up in the pocket and then, you know, throwing a pass to somebody. Not every pass has to go to Thomas Fedoni. So there you go. I agree wholeheartedly because what we've seen over the last couple of games, much of it out of necessity. Yes, but we have a ton of, of talent at the, at the wide receiver position. We just have to have the confidence in our quarterback to get them the ball. We can go back two weeks ago to the uh, game against Purdue and the Malachi Coleman, uh, you know, the, right after the interception, um, you know his his reception that that went for a big uh, touchdown. Uh, Jalen uh, Lloyd with his uh, big touchdown reception. I, I think the same game. They just didn't quite. They weren't quite in sync uh, last week against uh, Michigan State. But I do think that that better things are coming. And I want to say this because you mentioned it. Uh, Caleb also mentioned it. Uh, about 10 minutes ago here says, I think we see a better Heinrich Harburg this game. Well, I hope so. I mean, you know, the guy, I, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I guess it's wishful thinking. I'm not going to sit here and say that I know how to evaluate quarterback talent, but you know, you got to re- realize that, I mean, the guy was barely coached in the past few years, even though he stayed on the team. Everybody wanted him to play a different position, and now he is the quarterback because it looks like, um, you know, Jeff Sims is not really serviceable, and apparently Chubba Purdy is nowhere to be found when it comes to putting him on the field, which I just find shocking, but whatever, you know. 
The good news is, the good news is, the good news is that Maryland started five and zero, and they've lost their last four, and they're kind of in a free for all. And you know, they're probably going to. The good news is that this game is not in Maryland. I think is the big key. I would agree. It's at home. Your tickets are going for like nine bucks. Uh, There's not a lot of buzz around Nebraska football. It'd be good to get this win and get the bowl game prospect stuff behind us. And, you know, if if somehow we could, you know, not going too far into the future, if we could get this win, you know, Wisconsin and I are, are there for the picking. And, you know, neither of them are giant killers either. So, you know, I was watching the Bears-Panthers tonight, and mm, I thought – I thought the, bat, the battle for the top draft pick, right? Th- these teams, these teams could be really good Big Ten West teams. <laughs> well, and they one could, of them is definitely they, regionally, uh, uh, yeah, situated, geographically yeah. situated, I should say. So, uh, a lot of good comments coming in uh, about things that you know people hope to see. Um, let's see. Roger Moore says, hoping for a punt return this game. That was, I guess, maybe disappointing, the the approach to the punt return game. Uh, at some point, you've got to trust somebody, just just catch the ball, be able to make a play. They had uh, Billy kept the fourth out there, just fair catching until the very last uh, punt of the game. They ran a freshman out there. Forgive me, I don't remember who. Um, Ethan Nation. Thank you. You know, what sounds like a guy that could be a great punt returner. We could come up with all sorts of stuff around us. Uh, David Matney agrees and says, I'd like to see us return punts. That, um, I think that'd be fun. I'll tell you what you definitely don't want to see is John or I returning punts. For- <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you have to be able to catch the ball first. I could catch it. I don't know if I could get very far with it. Um, oh, this was a good one from uh, Fred. Fred says, Ethan Corn Nation. There you go. See what I would imagine with that? Put him a, in and let him return. There's an NIL opportunity, John. John, can we just throw all of our NIL money at Ethan Nation? We can if he starts returning punts. <laughs> if he takes one to the house, he rips off his uh, 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 pads, and there's a big Corn Nation uh, shirt just similar to you, or maybe catch him on the sideline and he's wearing a hoodie just like yours, John. Yeah. I like Yeah. That. There you go. That's a great idea. Um, <laughs> here we go. Uh, Justin says, uh, the Bears get the Panthers draft pick, so the Bears will yeah. have two top five picks. That's, uh, that's disappointing. Um, I mean, I'm not a Bears fan, so I don't, I don't, I have. Literally no no uh, dog in this fight, uh, but Caleb says, "How about uh, also a run option run that doesn't go to the short side of the field?" Um, that was a bit short sighted this past Saturday. See what I did there? You know, people have complained about that for decades, and and one of the things about that is, uh, 
if you look at how oh god i'm trying to remember what osborne said about this years ago what he said about it was is number one the alignment determines which side of the field they're going to run to and number two a lot of times when they run to the short side of the field they're bringing a blocker out they're pulling a blocker and if they put it on the launch on the wide side of the field the blocker has to get further to get to his block a lot of times mm -hmm. i don't know if anybody ever actually goes back and looks at those plays to see where the blockers are but that's that was one of the reasons why um, we always ran to the short side. Interesting question, John. I don't know if you know the answer. I don't know the answer, but Roger Moore, not, not, not 007 Roger Moore, but the better Roger Moore says, is this game sold out? I can guarantee if it's not, it's going to be. Well, they're, they're all sold out. It's just a matter of whether or not people are going now. Like I, I had a, I had three tickets available to Maryland, and I, and I really wanted to, uh, I kind of wanted to go, but you know we lost the, we lost a car this week, so. What know. happened to it? Where did it go? It went to the my mechanics, and it's sitting over there with a transmission out. I bought a service agreement on this Jeep, right? Right. And I, my mechanic, you know, I went to pick my son up at the airport. It got part of the way there. It acted like it was going in neutral and it wasn't doing anything. And all of a sudden it would only go up to like, I don't know, shift to second gear. So I had to drive it home at 45 miles an hour. And then the next day it wouldn't go into reverse, took it over to the mechanic. He says, yeah, we took the pan off. There's metal all over the place. Oh man. Features a like clutch, clutch plate time kind of thing and uh but now it's waiting for a guy to determine if the service agreement is going to pay for it and it's probably going to be two weeks before i see it after that which is really frustrating anyway um you know i had a chance to go to the maryland game and i thought you know i'd like to see a game and then this came up and it's just like too much john uh we 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 do a lot of shows now uh yeah you do two to three a week depending on how tired you get to fair enough uh by thursday you know obviously as as joked i got here at at 8 59 and 47 seconds because i was um uh resting my eyes as most dads would say um but i do this show i do uh coordination overreaction with hoss but branson chap says uh that your guest your your uh, maryland guest that you had on uh from uh, tuxedo, Testu testudo times. That was close. Uh, yeah, <laughs> says that uh, Emmett Siegel seemed like a pretty cool dude on the on the stream last night. So, well, that's uh, nice to know. Yeah, we. He, but he knew his stuff. You could tell. You could tell from talking to him. He was credentialed, and he was you know around the Maryland football team and the coaches and the players. So, um, you know it, that's always nice. I have an interesting question here because, uh, look, I was actually surprised that Matt Rule addressed this uh, in either post game or or the Monday the the week presser about the officiating. Uh, we all know that that was uh, uh, there was a missed face mask call. There was a blatant uh, DPI at a cr critical moment in the game. Um, I don't know what that was about defensive pass interference. Maybe I don't need to. Anyway, um, no, it was just, it was just, you know, it was so, I don't understand how they didn't call that. Bob Mack wants to know, are the officials amazing. penalized or addressed by the NCAA when they do poorly? And I, I don't 
think so, but I want to say that I just saw. I'm trying to think of what if it was women's. Oh, it was. I'll tell you what it was. It was Fallout from the NCAA Women's uh, Basketball Championship last year, LSU and Iowa. And the NCAA and the vice president, uh, NCAA vice president of women's basketball came out and and said, uh, basically, I don't know if they admonished or or punished the officiating teams for that game, but they did come out and address it. And that was very recently after, obviously, a lengthy investigation. And I'm thinking that might be the first time that I know about where the NCAA has come out and said, uh, we, we messed up. Yeah, I don't know. Well, number one, they don't get addressed by the NCAA because they're conference officials. If they, if they were going to, they are graded after games. And, you know, if you are graded poorly enough, you're not going to officiate anymore. But here's, I keep saying this uh, repeatedly in some of my shows. Uh, and I would love to, at some point interview a D one official and get the straight poop from them. But it's not like they have a giant pool of officials that, you know, are clamoring to get in the door to be D one officials. Uh, you know, 2000, I, I mentioned this the other night in 2018, I did, I thought it was 10 years ago. It was only 2018, 2018. I did a series of interviews with uh, a friend of mine who was a division one official and he was very helpful and I did a series of four articles about, you know, which responsibilities each of the officials have. I did an, an article called Why Don't They Call Holding? And he went through all the stuff about what, why are they not calling holding, what holding really is to them. Uh, and he also talked about what it takes to get to be a Division One level official or, you know, an FBS official. Uh, and it takes years of people officiating games – and then working up to that level, you know, it's, I suppose, kind of like a journeyman to a master electrician. Maybe I don't know that, but it's a comparison. But it takes a long time. And, you know, you had the pandemic. You had shit tons of people retire during the pandemic because they weren't going to go out and expose themselves to stuff. Uh, and then you have a whole bunch of young people that aren't going to, they're not going to be officials because they've been beat up too much by people and it's not worth them. And, you know, James Marshall here says officiating is bad across the board in college football. Big 10 officiating is the worst from what I've seen. Uh, it is bad across the board. I don't expect it to get better. I think that they should do something like, incentivize more people to become officials and actually pay them a hell of a lot more than they're paying them now, because I think they certainly have the money. They just worry about it a lot. Uh, I would argue that PAC 12 officiating is actually worse than big 10 officiating, but it is, it is bad across the board. And I think, you know, a lot of that is because, uh, well, it takes a while to become official. The officials are getting older and uh, you've got players that are faster and stronger than ever before. I don't know how they listen. I don't know how they reviewed the the play in Minnesota and didn't call it a touchdown. I was at the game at the time, but I I have no idea why we didn't get a touchdown out of the Gabe Irvin's touchdown at the beginning of the year. I have no idea how they looked at the Maryland thing and just. <laughs> 
the ball hit the ground for God's sakes, you know? So yeah, it's frustrating, but you know, like we always say, uh, you know, never get you're never get to the point where the hand, the game is in the hands of the official. And unfortunately, unfortunately, Nebraska is not good enough on offense that we're going to score shit tons of points. And, you know, every little thing is going to add up to lead to a loss. And that's really sucks. That's one of the points I made with Haas. Um, again, it, it, I felt like it was out of character that Matt rule addressed it and, and brought it up, but it Nebraska didn't lose the game because of the officiating. They lost a few opportunities, but yeah. again, it's it's you miss a, a wide open uh, Alex Bullock. Uh, you know that could have been a, a touchdown. Uh, the the other interception was uh, Jalen Lloyd going across the middle on the slant route. That got again put in in a bad position. It's that's it, one of the things the Haas mentioned, and again, it's why we hope that Heinrich uh, uh, continues to improve. Um, but Haas made the option. You, you in the comments, let, let me know if you agree or disagree, because there's been some some a few comments about uh, quarterback play here. But Haas said on coordination of reaction earlier this week that Harburg has a tendency to lock in on a receiver not go through any progression, not go through any reads, lock onto a receiver pre-snap, and then uh, you know tends to telegraph that decision uh, well before the, the ball is thrown. So I don't know. I was going to click on something. I forgot what it was. There's a whole gob of these starred. There are. Nebraska Strong says, or says, John, is there any chance we see you as a ref for our games? No, God. You know, you have to be able to run. My, my running days are largely over. Um, you know, and I, I don't blame part of that on football. It Well, Nebraska I mean, Strong. I wasn't very good. I wasn't very good at it, but I still played in high school, and my knees got bent backwards too many times. Here's an interesting comment, and I don't disagree. Uh, from a friend of the show, Josh says, "For the money the Big Ten makes, refs should be refereeing should be a full time gig and be held to a better standard." Yeah, it's you know, it, I there's got to be some money something. left. There's got to be some money left in the coffers after all the schools are paid out, right? I mean, you would think. Um, I, they just don't put it this way. It doesn't seem to be a priority for anyone either at the college level or the NFL level. So I don't, you know, I don't know what NFL refs get paid. I don't uh, know, but I, I, would you ever go up and, and, and argue an Ed Hockley call, though? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's the, that's the, or Cleet Blakeman with those guns he's got. Right. Um, now, James Marshall, with, with a counter to uh, what I was paraphrasing from Haas, says Harburg and nearly every other first-year starting college quarterback locks onto a receiver. I, again, I don't disagree. It's it, A lot of that comes with maturity and experience. Um, but you mentioned uh, Nebraska Strong. Nebraska Strong made some very bold statements at the outset of the show. I don't know if you caught them, John. No. Uh, first of all, said Greg is taking over as our offensive uh, coordinator from Satterfield, the poopy the turd. The Satterfield, um, the poopy, I think is what he meant to say. 
and follow that up with uh, Greg has a big announcement as new offensive coordinator Satterfield will be moved to cleaning the jock straps. I, I don't, I don't dislike Marcus Satterfield. I don't either. I, I think, think he is. Go ahead. I was going to say he's the offense that is being that, that we're seeing right now is not the Marcus Satterfield offense. It is uh, using the uh, the tools in the toolbox, so to speak. It's 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 scheming around the talent that you have, not scheming for the talent you wish you had. It's the opposite of what offensive coordinators before him were doing. It's and this is don't please don't take this as me throwing you know young men un, under the bus, but at some point it becomes uh, the responsibility of the players on the field to execute the plan. I don't I don't think that Satterfield's really called a bad game. I yeah, yeah I can always go back to Minnesota and say if you ran the damn ball more, <laughs> that's a win. <laughs> We're already bowl eligible, but I haven't beaten that horse now for nine and a half weeks. Uh, but I, I I just don't I don't think he's I don't think he's failing in any regard no. in any measure you know I again I I think he's use to his credit to Matt Rule's credit there's a lot of young talent that is out of necessity getting some playing time that they probably didn't anticipate this year um, they're going to make the best of this they're going to be that much better in year two yeah you would hope so. I, I think he's squeezing every bit of juice he can out of these guys. I mean, Bryce Benhart's a really big guy if you squeezed him. I wouldn't want to squeeze him. He'd probably squeeze me back, and then I'm already fucked up enough as it is. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Wait. Then he comes back with our offense as a dumpster fire. Yes, it is. Wait. You know what? Here's the thing with this. Our team is a dumpster. We thought uh, be, the beginning of this year, we thought our team, our entire team would be a fucking dumpster fire. And it turns out that only one half or one third of our team is a dumpster fire. You could argue about special teams sometimes, but we all, anybody I think that was really paying attention knew that this was going to be a really hard year. And if you looked at Matt Rule's other seasons, his first year seasons, he had two or three wins with Templar and Baylor. We're ahead of schedule. And he's, they're ahead of schedule with having a whole shit guy, load of guys injured. So I think that as a coaching staff, they're doing fairly well. John, do you remember just before we played Minnesota, our week one kind of season predictions? Yeah. You know, the infamous 15 and 0 and all that fun yes. stuff that I did. Do you remember the record that you uh, predicted Nebraska would have? Did I say six and six? I'll tell you what, of the of the three of us, is you, me, and Jarek uh, on that show, you're the only one who still has a chance to be right. <laughs> you said we would finish. Oh, my four. wife. You said we'd finish eight and four. Did I? Mm hmm. Now you had losses that to obviously. Different, uh, different uh, uh, programs, uh, but you're. I I still look at. I still look at this season. I first of all, I don't think we're going to lose out. I don't think we're going to lose all the next. You know, each of the next three games. 
But I still look at this season as a massive improvement over where we were a year ago. Yeah, well, it is. And and on on overreaction, we talk all, all the time about week to week and incremental improvements. But that's we're uh, we we have taken as a football team or program, we have taken a giant step forward. And uh, let's let's look at this past Saturday because I, I pulled these notes. Well, with the help of Huskers.com, I pulled these notes. But Nebraska was not penalized against Michigan State. Right. Yeah. That's the first time that has happened since 2005. What? That's the first time that that has Is happened really? since we hosted Maine in September of 2005. That's oddly a long, long time. <laughs> um. All right, so Nebraska Strong says, first of all, uh, I think I'm, I've shaken his confidence in me. Uh, he says, Greg, how can you say Satterfield's doing good? We're ranked 115th in, in FBS in points scored. Um, uh, and think- and again, look at look at this. This was the uh, statistic or the graphic they put up during, I think, for the Purdue game. But it showed that of the 11 starters that Nebraska had, on the field against Minnesota, eight of those are out. You're right, and and so obviously we're not playing to our expectations when we thought we'd be playing with, you know, the the Gabe Irvins and Ramir Johnsons and the ICGs and uh, Billy Kemp, you know, for example, and and losing sixty percent of our offensive line in one game. And two of those guys being lost for the season. We're not meeting those expectations, but you have to adjust your expectations when you, and and I still think that again, some of these plays are just the right there. And I'm not, there's the difference between when I say "Mm," right there versus, you know, a couple of years ago when claiming that we were the best three and nine uh, team in the country, Esther, shut up. We're trying to do a show. (laughs) Seriously. No Um, kidding. But uh, I, I, Roger Moore says, uh, you know, again, going back, you know, my comparison from last year to this year, close losses to ugly wins. That's that's a step forward. We we've got to give. <laughs> is it paper towels? Yes, it's just like she. Jeez. I have no idea why she runs down here, bangs open the door. And then suddenly it's oh god I I knew there was a paper towel sitting on your desk. This is the weirdest fucking dog ever. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's fine. Um, but as patchwork as this offense is, and again I still see that they are so close to just having a a a really stellar breakthrough, blow the barn doors off type of performance. I'll take that. I will take that. And and I'll give a lot of the credit to the coaching staff for not letting them hang their heads when they're not scoring all the points or or when they have eight out of 11 starter, you know, week one starters out injured. Um, they're making the best of a bad situation. And I think that that needs to be recognized more than it is. Joel, Joel Teshow says, can we be done with Rayola as a line coach? I, I doubt it. 
Not for uh, at least five years. Yeah, I doubt it because, I mean, right now, you know, the line as the season's gone on has looked – our tackles are way more serviceable than they were last year. They don't blow up when somebody runs a stunt. Are they really good? No, but they're they're becoming serviceable. You know, I think they've again. I think they've done a fairly decent job with the line getting there somewhere. And if you uh, want to be purely cynical about it, uh, Dom, Dom, Dominic Donovan. Which which one's the the offensive line coach? Is it Donovan Dominic? I can't remember. Anyway, Coach Rayola will be at Nebraska at, until Dylan Rayola is in the NFL because <laughs> there's always a chance. I think that the you you can't I, I I'm always amazed at how quickly we want to fire everybody. I guess, and, you know, I I made this point on Monday night. If we fire Satterfield, we now would have the fourth offensive coordinator in four years, and that's just kind of silly. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever happy with their offensive coordinator unless they're like Georgia or somebody one of the top teams who has the right. best athletes to work with. And and even those people, you know, if you read, go look at Alabama message boards, they're all going insane about how Saban has lost it. It's time for him to retire. You know, they were earlier in the season, but you know, I just uh, this is a work in progress. Our right. goal for the season was to get to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. I think for everybody, maybe not the team's goal. Maybe their team was their goal was you know what. Maybe they I had more guessing, man, maybe they had what? more uh, manageable expectations. <laughs> you know what? I, their goal wasn't wins, I'm guessing. And I want to look up a, a quote by Osborne. Well, while you do that, I want to highlight this uh, comment I don't from know if I have uh, it anymore. Phil Spear says Michigan State game is what happens when the defense isn't on their game. As the defense goes, so goes the team. And I've been beating that drum for weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm not the only one. I'm not trying to take credit, uh, but I have said that this Nebraska team will only go as far as the defense can take them and just wasn't quite crisp enough against Michigan State. Um, you know, Roger, Moore says, Roger Moore says we should all chip in to cover uh, Esther's vet bill for the backup and the blockage. Uh, you know, Osborne in one of his books, I think it was more than winning, he talked about goals, and he talked about how he never set wins as goals. He said that if you set those things as goals, people stop start thinking about the wrong things. And what they used to set as goals is like performance for plays and blocking for the offensive line and things like that. But it was never about like setting goals around the concept of winning because he said those things tend to work themselves out. Uh, maybe I'll, I used to – I'm sure I have that in my – I you know, I keep a list of book quotes – and it's it's not showing up in where I looked. Anyway, it's an interesting one from Fred. Um, and I actually read this one all the way through. It's okay. This one's a fully one hundred percent safe <laughs> comment from Fred. Uh, this staff made peace with what the O was early on, and it helped them settle into win and advance mode. Beats the previous regimes who uh, thought we were ready and didn't know how to stop the bleeding. If you want to, I mean, if you want to be really, I guess, nitpicky, you go back to just about six years ago at the uh, opening uh, press conference for HCSF, we said, well, hopefully the Big Ten is going to have to adjust to us. Right. The Big Ten which does I thought, adjust. Which I, I thought it was a pretty good statement. 
It was. You know, I mean, it, it got I clicks. Mean, you're supposed, and, yeah, you're supposed to say that kind of stuff when you're hired, and then they come back and beat you up later. <laughs> uh, as far as talking about goals, uh, Rogers' goal was to beat uh, Colorado. Well, um, we have another chance. And why? Well, I, I, I'm assuming CU. I mean, we can always beat Creighton in basketball, still, right? I mean, that's that's that one's on the. I've seen people predict them to the Final Four. Creighton. Yeah. Never happened. Uh, Nebraska Strong says, I miss Milt. Rip Milt, we miss you. Yeah. Slightly redundant, but we appreciate the sentiment and we won't beat you up for it. Yeah. Uh, Cornhusker Corner says, we could still technically go 10 and 4. I think that could happen. He, they're doing mental math now. We make it to Indy and beat uh, Ohio State, then beat Oregon in the Rose Bowl. Wouldn't that be fun to beat one of those uh, new Big Ten teams in the Rose Bowl? All of this would be fun. What to know? We're going one to know this week. That's what we need to do. Beat the turtles. The the toils. The toils. Uh, I'm just looking through some of these new. Uh, Somebody earlier said Maryland is for crabs. Have you ever been to Maryland? Never been there. Oh my God, their crab cake is amazing. Read this. I mean, one. you could get, you could go to the supermarket and buy. You know, them crab cakes that you can buy at the supermarket, and they're so damn salty. They're unbelievably salty. But you go to Maryland, the crab cakes is just like, oh, my God. What if I told you I'm not a big crab cake guy, John? Well, then you're pansy. I was going to say much worse things, but that's all that came out of my mouth. What if I told you I don't I – would, what if I was allergic to shellfish? Well, then that's a different thing than say you, it's saying I mean, you're I, not – I'm not. But I like it's been a long time since I had crab legs. Same here. It's so what you're like saying is we, we need, next time we, we get to, together, we're going to get we need we're to going go to, to Maryland. Some, okay. Jimmy's famous <laughs> seafood. We'll be there. Um I don't think their crawfish was very good in Maryland. It was much better in New Orleans. That it, I don't think crawfish is a East Coast staple, though. It's definitely a South. They, they sold them there. That's, I mean, they're staple. Anyway, um, here, here, back to football. Uh, living in Omaha's David Matney says, do you think the defense was trying too hard to create turnovers? Well, when they gave up those big plays, you know, that could be a, a good point. I mean, it is one thing that uh, <laughs> it is one thing that they aren't doing that well at as well as we'd like them to do. Maybe that'll turn around against Maryland. Or maybe, you know, maybe that'll be a change. Oh, man. What? Get James Marshall. I'm in Louisiana. And I just had shrimp. I forgot how to pronounce that word. I'm going to say boudine, but I'll probably okay. don't. Yeah. Kind yeah it's it's kind of Cajun Frenchish, right? Yeah. I like New Orleans. I just love being down there. I would never I mean, live there. I, look, I, if, you, you know, if, I, you, if you pronounce the. The way it's spelled, it'd be like uh, I had some shrimp Bowden, and it'd be like Bobby Terry. Which Bowden are we talking here? Sorry, I'm I'm trying to. Uh, and Phil Spear says that uh, Tony White said he's unleashing the defense this week. I don't know what that means. I mean, his defense has already been playing pretty well. 
Right. I mean, we bitched about them against Maryland but, or against Michigan State, but they only gave up 20 points. Uh, I don't know what well, – I guess we'll find out against Maryland what it means that the defense has been unleashed. Maybe that'll be fun. Maybe they'll sack uh, uh, Tulia eight times like they have earlier in the season. Tagalavoa? Tag, Tagalavoa? I don't, 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 don't do this to yourself. I well, it, I'm doing it from memory. I don't have it the spelling pull, pulled up in front of me. Um, James Marshall says it's pronounced. Everybody else says it's Boudin. Boudin, Shemp Boudin. I I'm I'm inclined. I'm inclined to be wrong, but agree with the the person who who said um, uh, Boudin, which is Joel. I, Joel, if we're wrong, let's be wrong together. But I'll I'll always highlight the people who agree with me. If you haven't figured that out yet, <laughs> uh, it's not. Right, here's Josh again. White says unleashed is because he thinks he didn't blitz and attack enough against Michigan State. I do feel, you know, going back and rewatching that game, uh, there were not enough blitzes dialed up. It was a lot of three man, four man um, trying to get pressure on, which allowed them a little too much time. Again, all we can do is wait and see and hope that it works. Highlander Gunn says, oh. my second wife was from Louisiana, and it is Boudin. 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 We got to uh, Robert uh, Vavra, Vavra says, Boudin. <laughs> So anyway, at least we got that much. Okay, yeah, I guess we got through that tonight. Um, Phil Spears says, hopefully uh, P. Will is back for the game, uh, still going through the protocol, as that's conversation that uh, um, had, had been in the, uh, in the in the comments. So um, I speaking of comments, I started some way back when. Well, you did. Uh, you still haven't gotten to them. Nope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock out a few here, do what we can. As always, John, if you see any new ones come in that are star worthy, you star them. Okay. Uh, I am Bat Dad says, I'm going to the game Saturday and I'm rushing the field if we win. Okay. And Justin says, We don't rush the field for teams like Maryland. <laughs> I don't know. If we, be, we get bowl eligible, that'd be fun. I mean, you could rush the field, I guess. Uh, tear down the goalposts. Get bowl eligible for the first time. You can't tear down those goalposts anymore. Oh, that's no fun. I bet you could have tried. No. You'd you'd need to bring a backhoe in there and a big fucking chain, like a logging chain, to tear them things down. Well, I don't know about logging. They're not the goalposts that we tore down in the 80s. I don't know about logging uh, chains, John. And and I, I apologize for exactly where I know some of you in the chatter fields are going to take this, but I found a particular genre of uh, uh, short videos on the internets. Uh, and it is about drain pipes being unclogged. Like there's massive bunch of uh, branches and, and, and brush in there and it's causing these, these drain pipes to be blocked up. So they'll take big chains, wrap them around back hose and, and, pull all this out for for the water rush free i don't know 
why you you were the one who said logging chains so i got the unclogging chains okay sorry i apologize everybody that's okay all right um all right let's see what else we got here um john would you want to step into that pocket well you know if i was a quarterback I talk I mean, about you talk about your out of context comments. <laughs> if you go, if you go back to Michigan State, I mean, are what, were they great at pass protection? I think they're better than they've been for a while. But they were, you know, Bryce Benhart is, uh, I, you know, I think he's done a pretty well. Okay, compared to what he was, they think he's done a really good job. But you know, they did make pockets. Uh, would I want to step in that pocket? God, I'm I'm 61. Even when I was young, I wasn't fast or athletic or big. So you're you you're know. 61. Yeah. What do you think I was? I honestly thought you were mid 50s. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah. The longer hair kept you young. Oh, it did. <laughs> okay. Now you look like an old gray Lord Farquaad. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, that's. I'm a real boy. <laughs> okay, I didn't expect that. I'm so uh, sorry. And I, an old, an old Lord Farquaad. Oh, okay. all right. So, um, CFB times five hundred three edits. Uh. uh Oregon fan here. How do you feel about getting to play us more often? Well, oddly enough, I, it, if you didn't catch it, we just had a scenario uh, ran through our comments where Nebraska finishes 10 and four by beating you in the Rose Bowl. So <laughs> we think very highly about ourselves. <laughs> I'd um, say I'm going to, I don't want to play Oregon that much more if everybody's going to have a screen name like that. Seriously, I'm looking forward to the four teams. You know, I'm looking forward to Washington, Oregon, UCLA, and USC joining the conference. I think, you know, it, I don't get to determine how conference alignment is set up. I, or I would have stuck with the old Big Eight and those days. Mostly because we beat the shit out of everybody. No, it was fun. And we had Oklahoma. But if you, I mean, if you go back and, you know, if you're one of the older guy like me and you just like pine for the days of the Big Eight, we didn't really have a huge amount of competition except for Oklahoma. We did some years where Colorado would be good or, you know, Missouri was good maybe a little bit or, you know, somebody else. But you look at the conference now and how exciting it is going to be going forward. I mean, the college football is going to be – it should be really good games. Uh, I watched Washington – what was it last week? Washington, USC, Washington won. And the offenses were amazing. And Twitter was full of people from the you know Pac-12 going, oh, we're going to – you know, implying we're going to beat the hell out of the Big Ten next year. And the honest to God truth is, you know, when you join the conference – and I'm not talking about Nebraska. The Big Ten has its own weird shit. I mean, you got to play yeah. in all sorts of weather. you got to deal with Big Ten officials. You got to deal with travel. The stadiums are different. You know, it's just a different world. And you're not going to be able to just transplant everything you did from the Pac-12 into the Big Ten and the new new conference. And, you know, I'm looking I'm looking forward to the increased competition. I think it's going to be fun. I don't I think it's going to be fun for teams like, you know, Minnesota or Illinois. 
or teams that don't really have any nil going for them and really right. can't get players. And if they do get players, those players get bought out the next year and they're gone. So. No, I have a, a um, that's this kind of leads to the question. Uh, CFB, our, our Oregon fan here, chiming in or checking in. I, I don't want to be negative at all, but not excited to play on the road at Iowa in late November. Um, so, it, it, uh, sincere question because that's not so much maybe for the Oregon and Washington, but for the USC and UCLA. How cold does it get there in Eugene? I mean, I, I don't know. It, would it, how would it compare to Minnesota or uh, East Lansing? Um, uh, Wisconsin in in November. Um, that, that's I, 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 I want to say I want to say Oregon Washington gets you know maybe in the low thirties, maybe or the Oregon guy can tell us. But uh, I mean, then you compare that to Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and you're, you could be playing a November game at negative five. <laughs> well, and. and you know, kind of on top of that, I got to thinking this though is look Washington and Oregon and the the Los Angeles schools and Nebraska and Minnesota and Wisconsin and Ohio State they all have kids from Texas and Florida. Everybody, I mean, everybody at least for a little while is is playing in in climate that they're not accustomed to. I don't even know really if that question. It, for the fans, it would suck because the fans are standing there in in the, they're not moving around. But for the players, I don't even know if that matters anymore. Yeah, that's true. I uh, mean, when you get on the when you get on the field, you're usually full of adrenaline. And the thing, if you, who was it, Penn or Penn State? Do you remember that playoff game at Green Bay where they played like zero? Yes. I can't remember who they played, and Green Bay lost it. But you could see what happens when the temperature is that low to a team. When they come out, they're probably full of energy. But that kind of weather, it, it, it drains them. you. It yeah. drains you as the game goes on a lot faster than playing in. I probably, you know, probably even playing in hundred degree weather. It just sucks the life out of you as time goes on. So um, that's the thing. Um. Oregon fan says, and I apologize. Saying Oregon fan is just easier than saying CFBX five zero three. Anyway, last year I went to Oregon versus Utah in Austin, and it was bitching cold. But it depends. Definitely not as cold as Midwest. Uh, and then Josh uh, puts me on blast in, in the nicest way possible. Says Greg again, it matters. They don't practice in that cold every day. So uh, a lot of people saying. Uh, in uh, response to not looking forward to trips to Iowa in November, we have a lot of those. Uh, uh, don't go to Iowa City if you can. Uh, don't. Here's the Fred says, don't go to a game in Iowa City if you have a pretty mouth. Um, <laughs> Iowa is the meth capital of the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> nobody, hey, Oregon guys, you guys in the West, nobody likes Iowa. It's not don't. just us. Nobody. Likes none of the teams in the Big Ten like Iowa. They are universally hated by everybody. It's amazing. I love it. Um, and then last uh, last one here says classic. We are rivals now. Mm. Don't know about that. Uh, well, so the shit know. talking must begin. Would love to yeah. attend a game at Memorial Stadium. Come on down. Tickets go quick. The seats not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Okay. Um, oh, Nate says, hi, Greg. And to a less enthusiastic, not all caps. Hi, John. Well, hi, Nate. <laughs> Good to see you, Nate. Uh, Nate McHugh, of course, another contributor for uh, Coronation. Um, and uh, joined me last week on the show when John needed a, a well-deserved night off. So um, more comments here. Uh, this one's from uh, Michael Hansen. No relation to Josh. Not even spelled the same. It would be nice if Harburg could play more reckless with his feet. He seemed to stay in the pocket too long during the MSU game. Do you think he should scramble more quickly or wait for his reads? I think that's all about what they do in front of him. Sure. I mean, if, if the, you know what I mean? If the middle of the field is open, you just go. But you get, you get, when you, once you decide to run, you got to run. And I think he's been really tentatively running lately. I mean, when he saw that the touchdown, the middle of the field was wide open, he took off and scored, you know, and it's, it's kind of neat to see him. You don't think he has very much speed, but then he ran all the way in the end zone. Nobody caught him. So I just think he needs to, if you're going to do it, do it and do it like a monster, do it like a, you know, a, a terror from hell. You know, if you're going to hit people, mash into them is like, you're going to run through a brick wall. If you're not, then slide. And we saw him slide last week and that was good because honestly, I think he's on right now. The only quarterback we have, because it, I, I can't, I don't know what's going on with Jeff Sims and Chubba Purdy. I I don't know why Chubba Purdy hasn't seen the field. There's probably obviously a reason that we haven't heard of publicly. So I, you know, last year I didn't, when he played, I didn't think he was that bad. So I, maybe there's something else going on there that, you know. Josh agrees with cousin Michael. He says uh, Harper got in his head and quit getting aggressive. He's getting timid and dancy. Just tuck and go. But again, you have to do it smart, like Josh said. Or Josh, no, like John said, uh, you have to slide on occasion because sometimes when you slide, you might get a late a late hit flag, too. You know, and, yeah, and ten or fifteen yard penalty tacked on the end. Um, so uh, I, I, I've said this. I don't want our quarterback being our leading rusher, and I think we have enough talent in the running back uh, position to avoid that. But at the same time, nobody gets the yardage that uh, Heinrich Harper gets on his carries. But again, it's usually because the defense is doing this and he finds a seam and just, you know, he's got that deceptive speed, a lot of straight line speed. Um, so let's take a look at more uh, uh, comments here. A uh, little schadenfreude here from uh, David Matney, who's enjoying watching Colorado implode. Definitely uh, yeah, enjoying it. Honestly, I, I think they're probably at where, well, to be blunt, I think most people expected this. I certainly expected it. I mean, you can't just, I don't think it's the fact that he turned over his roster. There are a lot of other schools that brought, I mean, we brought in a shit ton of players in one year. Uh, there's other schools that have turned over their rosters a lot in a single year because of the portal. I think it's the method and the way that he handles himself. I think today's quote from him is that uh, he likes to see his guys fight in practice. 
he actually keeps score of who wins those and he thinks fighting is important, you know, and I saw that on Twitter and all the replies to it, you know, people saying this is dumb. And then other people saying, if you think this is dumb, you obviously never played football or competitive sport. Okay. Here's the thing with that. If you're going to fight, you do it in camp, you know, fall camp, you don't do it in the 10th game of the season when you're already all beat to hell. And right. why your coaches would let it go to see who wins? Okay, you got X amount of fucking time to practice, and we're going to spend this much of it fighting because you're a fucking moron. I just, the guy has a blabbering mouth. That's what I think. And I don't think that he's going to be successful at all. And I think it's just, he keeps, God, I'm spitting. Deion Sanders, look at what he did to me. I, I'd offer you a paper towel, but your dog ate it. <laughs> he he just I just some of the stuff he does is just you know they've replaced their offensive coordinator. Yeah. What okay? What what was that about? I don't but it I you know it is fun. I guess it is fun watching him blow up. <sighs> okay. All right, let's see here. Uh <clears throat> We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, but David did point out we are improving with fewer false starts in the offensive line. Again, no penalties last week at all. I mean, again, there was the running into the kicker or, or punter, but that was declined. So that one right. you know, comes off the books. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, it was a clean game. You can't ask for more from that out of this team, especially with the, the, the patchwork, uh, you know, piece work that, that we've had to, to make it happen. So um, let's see. Minnie is hoping for an inspirational halftime speech from Matt rule. I, I've heard that they're going to stop sharing those uh, probably behind the scenes some, videos you know, after yeah. the season. <clears throat> um, they, they, but they are they're they'll, they'll get, they'll get you fired up. And it's, I think it's fired up in a way that's different from, cause we always heard, you got to, you know, flip the calendar back 10 or so years, but the Bo Pelini, uh, right. you know, like all the, all the guys would run through a brick wall for Bo Pelini, but I think this is different. I think this is a different type of motivation um, and benefit of hindsight. I'm not here to crap on Bo Pelini, but this is, I guess maybe like less toxic. I hate using that yeah. word because it's right. You know, become a over, overblown or overused but this is like the the honest to god from the heart i feel type of motivation where there's no fear in it it's all just you want to go i mean the the stuff that uh rule said about uh, moms you know a couple weeks ago i mean that that just that gets you that that gets you that that makes you want to go out uh strap up the helmet go out uh win the game win the day and then go home call your mom um, uh, and, and so I, I, again, I just think, it, I think he's doing everything right. Uh, let me check some of the new ones before I come back to some of the starred comments here. Uh, <clears throat> we'll touch on that. Uh, Joel, don't you worry with whatever little bit of time we have left. A lot of stuff about Colorado, which I love that we're talking about them and I love that, uh, uh, they're failing miserably. Uh, Roger Moore says early he had to because we got the <laughs> we started this game like the Husker start. Uh, a good beer can save the show. Let me tell you, I got these last night for a uh, a work. I don't want to call it event. We'll say it was a, it was 
modeled around beer tasting. There were brats and sauerkraut, all the good stuff there. The idea was bring some beer that you haven't tried or that maybe that you want to try. And I brought this new Belgium Trippel. It's a new Belgium ale. It is uh, 8.5% alcohol by volume. And it was there a big favorite. It was a big it went over very well at the event last night. So I had a couple left. That's what I'm drinking tonight. Good beer. I don't know if it saved the show. Um, I like to think that you, the Chatterfields, really are the ones who saved the show. You do uh, that well. They do. <laughs> they carry us. They, we are only go. They are the defense, and we, we this show can only go as far as they will carry us. <laughs> Uh, Nebraska Strong asks if anyone else is annoyed that the Husker game is only on Peacock. We, my household gets Peacock, so same. I there seems to be a great amount of annoyance with this, and you know, I mean, the the fact is, is they, you know, the guys that gave us these contracts, the guy, the networks that gave us these contracts are going to spread this stuff around and try to make as much of that money as they can to pay for it. So yeah. that involves putting games on Peacock. You can sign up for the free trial or only – you think you know what the good news is? The good news is you can have it for a month and cancel it. It wasn't like the old days where you had to sign – you either had to pay 50 bucks for pay-per-view or you had to sign up for like a year right. of whatever it was you were buying at the time. So Or a year of cable. You, know, you could just cancel it. And I'm, I know that there's a lot of people who are like, I hate the principle of the thing. Well, it's, not, it's six bucks, you know. It, it's and $6. You're going to buy a caribou or a Starbucks probably for six bucks. Like how you said or, caribou. Like that's a <laughs> caribou coffee. Um, Don't you have that there? No. It, it's good coffee. It's oh, better I, than I, Oh, I, I – everything is. But I get my coffee – from the grocery store in the coffee aisle, I get them Folgers classic roast and uh, oh my I make it. God. Well, no wonder I'm, you're such a bitter person. <laughs> I'm not a fancy man, John. <laughs> you know, you can buy better. There's better coffee than Folgers. Quick Don't roast. tell me how to live my life. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Push back here. <laughs> All over coffee. Okay, it's Look, six dollars. Hey, it's six dollars for Peacock. Just and it has run. it has the entire run of the office on there and Parks and Rec and and other quality yeah. shows. Well worth it. Um, yeah, get, I'll tell you what. Get your hand out of your pocket and put it on your Peacock. All right. Did you stay up at night thinking that up? What the hell? No, we got talk about pockets before and peak. I I don't look. I'm sorry. All right. It's the 8.5%. No, I'm kidding. I'm not blaming. I don't blame anything on beer. Um, James Boardman says, I'll listen to the radio. Signing up encourages the bastards to stream more games. I I don't know if that's going to make a difference. Listen, streaming. They, they, I mean, when you look out there at these companies, do I want to go down this road? Uh, no. They have lost a shit tons of money on streaming because the whole model for everything changed for business for streaming. And, you know, they're just, they're going to keep streaming. I don't think that it's, it's even if they're not successful, they're going to do their best to put games. And some of that is they may be putting games over there because they just don't have the capacity. 
So I, you know, they're going to be Nebraska basketball games on Peacock, and I, whether you want to watch those or not, that's up to you. I saw it best described on Facebook, and I'm not going to credit uh, who said it because he's watching this right now. But you have two five and four teams, so it's bound to happen. Well, Michigan Purdue was on Peacock earlier in the year. Yeah, well, Michigan was a a top five team though. Right. You have a couple of teams that are, you know, one of them is going to get to bowl eligibility, but they're not upper level. You mean like the the Bears Panthers game on Prime tonight? Right. That is, I feel bad for people who have Prime. Uh, they shouldn't be subjected to that. Uh, Fred says that that's a tasty beer, Greg. John's good taste is wearing off on you. Oh, never mind. Caribou coffee, not good. Well, what? Jeez. This is fun. By the way, I, honest to God, love these shows live with you and the Chatterfields, John. Yeah, Phil, Phil that's that's the uh, that, that's what we're saying. They put the shit games on Peacock. Well, I don't. I okay. Yes, they do. <laughs> that's the point. That's the point. I and by extension, Josh was trying to make. I mean, wasn't it wasn't Iowa Northwestern on Peacock? A- again. <laughs> I mean, look. That was a terrible game. Was, of course it was. was like that's like watching why, the game tonight. It was just, God, what the hell? That's why nobody, nobody is going to be surprised if the Nebraska-Iowa game ends up being 3 to nothing or 3-2. to two. Yeah. It's just going to be like, oh, Big Ten West, Nebraska-Iowa. You know, I, have to, I, I will confess, I enjoy watching terrible things. <laughs> I know you let your son go to Minnesota for crying out loud. You don't have any expectations when you watch terrible things. You know what I mean? If you like, if you pull up a horror thriller movie from 1965 and you go, what the hell is this? I mean, it's not like you go, I expect to see the best acting ever. No, our shark NATO would be a good example of that. There's just a certain level of beauty in the dumbness of it that you just kind of go, I don't have to have any, worries about this being good or disappointing me first of all sir sharknado i hope family doesn't understand this at all sharknado was god's gift to cinema i think the one you're (laughs) thinking of is lava lantula all right (laughs) uh so we have a an honest to god question about football okay Thank God. From Nebraska Strong says, Greg, why do you feel having the quarterback as the leading rusher in a game is a problem? In 2001, Eric Rouch led the team in rushing four times and led us to an 11-2 and season and a trip to the Rose Bowl. I'll say this because the quarterback needs to be more than just the, the, the primary rusher. The quarterback doesn't need to be exposing – Crap, I just used the word. Sorry, Fred. Uh, the quarterback doesn't need to be um, putting himself at risk uh, for any any big collisions, any potential injuries. I, I really want my – this is going to sound bad, and and if Hoss were here, he'd look at me and be like, you know who you sound like, right? I want my quarterback to be a game manager uh, and to be able to distribute the ball, not necessarily be the one uh, – burdened with trying to make every play um it, it's uh, you know i call it i don't know not necessarily player safety but player um 
uh, I can't think of the word now, but it, it's we do have talented running backs. I don't know if we feature them enough. If if our quarterback breaks a run and has a great run, if he if he does it by accident, I know it's going to sound crazy. Like if he's the leading rusher by accident because he scrambled or there were a few plays that maybe weren't designed to go for 40 yards, but they went for 40 yards because he went right at the middle of the field. Nobody touched me and scored touchdowns. Okay. But if, if we're designing the, the, the offense to run through the quarterback to that extent, I just, I get, I get concerned about, and we have as, as evident by the fact that we haven't seen Jeff Sims back. Really? We haven't seen Chubba Purdy. Apparently, we don't have a lot of depth at quarterback, and I just don't want to lose the player or players that we do have. So, here's the thing with that: if you remember Indomitian Sue, he was incredible. I mean, he was incredible because he was strong, knew how to get leverage, knew how to use his feet because he because he started young playing soccer, that communist sport. But he was a guy that could also run down quarterbacks. Right, and it, that was rare in 2009 that you saw a defensive lineman that could run down a quarterback. You don't. That's not as rare as it used to be. Right. So even the last 15 years, what you're seeing out of defensive linemen is they're they're bigger than they've ever been, they're faster than they've ever been, and both of those things add up to more crushing hits than ever. So most people, I think, are dependent upon their quarterbacks to be the guy that leads the team or basically manages the team, manages the offense way more than I think they ever did before. And getting that guy injured, you know, I the other problem is, is I think because of nil and because of the portal transfer, you're seeing, you know, you may see a Georgia or an Ohio State or a Texas where they have four, three good quarterbacks, five stars. Mm-hmm. But everybody else has their low quarterback depth all around the place. I mean, look at Iowa. They had – maybe that's not the best comparison because they have shitty Iowa – they've had shitty quarterbacks for a while. But, uh, you know, Wisconsin lost Tanner Mordecai, and now they're with Brandon Locke, who I think is – well, let's be honest. Wisconsin lost to Indiana, and that's a terrible loss. But, you know, basically what I'm saying is this having the quarterback being their leading rusher, unless you're going to be in that kind of an offense where you just have those kinds of quarterbacks anymore. And that's very difficult uh, compared to what it was in 2001. Uh, it's not a good idea. I don't think I look at how many running backs we went through this year. Right. And you know, it's because they're getting beat up. Oh, uh, let's see. Many asked this question earlier, uh, Maryland or, uh, now, of course, comment. Uh, Maryland coach gave a presser today. I almost feel bad for them, but then I remember we are one win away from bowl eligibility. Let's go, Skurs. And and that's important, too. Not to say that there's any magical like storyline writing behind the scenes or anything, but Nebraska has a chance to become bowl eligible and on their home field, which I think is, it plays an important role. Um, I, I, that's why I, I said it at the, at the outset, I'll say it again. I think Nebraska wins this game becomes bull eligible. Uh, there's a lot of, of, even with the setback last week, I still think there's a lot of positive momentum, uh, going into this game against the Terps. Agreed. Perfect. 
moving on. Positive momentum. By the uh, way, everybody, I will be on with Connor tomorrow night on, on his corn craze week preview thing. So there you go. We're not ready for your predictions yet. Calm down, everybody. No. Uh, uh, Nebraska Strong says, Greg, did you play football in high school? If so, what positions? Uh, so I guess I get to tell this story again. Uh, the high school that I went to here in Southern Illinois did not have football at the time. They started the program uh, two two years after I graduated with JV. So it was like freshmen and sophomores. They did that for two years. And then uh, when the sophomore first years of players, sophomores were seniors, then they introduced varsity football. So I did not uh, play football in high school uh, or college, you know, obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it, – and I'll say this. He's here. We'll give him a, a shout-out. Uh, when I was 21, I so 20 years ago, I moved to Shadron, Nebraska, uh, and by 2006, I had met uh, our friend Josh Hansen, um, who is is here in the comments because uh, he's big supporter of the show and and he likes to sit out in his garage and smoke cigars and listen to the show and, and interact, uh, and I. I'd had no college football allegiance. Southern Illinois, down th that this far downstate, nobody cared about Illinois football, really, if I'm being 100% honest. Um, so I was a clean slate, and Nebraska fans like Josh adopted me in. Uh, so that was almost 20 years ago. I remember uh, Josh may be able to uh, uh, help on the name of the bar in Shadron, we went and watched the Nebraska USC game in 06. And this is the one where the USC kid uh, got his like knee turned around or something. Like, what well, was one of those really graphic injuries? Um, but uh, yeah, so that's the, the the abridged version, the the Greg Mahachko football for dummies uh, version of of how I came to be here and and. Uh, you know, now it's, you know, I've been doing Nebraska podcasts for over 10 years and uh, been here with Coronation and John's been putting up with me for a damn near decade. And uh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh I, uh, in fact, um, hold on. I can tell you almost to the day when it'd be a good time for you to just start talking, John. Oh, well, you know, you just, you just look back and the years just go away. You don't know where they went. <laughs> John, uh, let's see. I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna, a pink, I'm gonna pull it's the a first. Floyd. It's a Pink Floyd song. The first episode that, uh, yeah, that Brian Toll and I did for Coronation for it was detasseling the Huskers, and it was December fourth, two thousand twelve. Oh wow! And for whatever That's reason, that it says date modified was uh, two nineteen a.m. So it probably wasn't the. The, the time that we actually recorded. Um, but yeah, that was that. All right, moving on. Enough about me. Nobody cares about me. It was the oh. overdraft, Josh. So, all right, moving on. Great question. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry we got off on that tangent. It's Joel okay. Tilson says, will Harbaugh be sus suspended? Suspended. Doubtful. 
I really don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't think that the Big Ten can really do much with this during the season. I know that people, you know, the media and the screaming is all about that, but uh, the honest, the honest, <laughs> the honest to God truth is, uh, you know, there is the due process thing, and I think that uh, if the Big Ten tries to do too much, Big Ten or Michigan will sue them, and it'll just get uglier, and they'll, you know what, they'll just drag them. Yeah, everybody remembers who is it, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, that yeah. whole mess. That didn't make either of them look very good. I mean, Amber Heard pretty much destroyed her career out of that. And people laughed at Johnny Depp, but everybody kind of looked at both of them and went, oh, my God, this is just terrible. It was terrible stuff. And if the the Michigan sues the Big Ten because they try to suspend them or they try to implement in-season any kind of punishment, I I think it'll just make them both look really, really bad in the eyes of the the rest of the nation with regards to the college football world. So, yeah. you know, it's okay, I think. The, we'll find out. We'll get a full investigation. Everything will come out. And, uh, you know, we'll I, see. I, I think so. I, I agree with you. And um, I I just don't know. I I don't know if the, the Michigan, like, trying to uh, get in front of it and say, well, we're going to sue if they, if they make any – punishments before a full investigation i don't know if that's a great look and i that to me makes it look more guilty um but i also don't know if if there's anything to debate you know like there there was there's enough evidence to indicate some pretty uh clear you know uh, cheating was going on and, and the uh, the uh, um i don't I can't remember the official term that they're looking for. Uh, but uh, I, this it's not the NCAA's way to punish in season. So Joel Tilson comes back with ESPN is going crazy over the Harbaugh sign scandal. Uh, you know what? Look at what's coming up. I mean, how huge is Ohio State Michigan going to be this season? Oh, it's going to be it is It is going to be a game. I mean, you you saw at the beginning of the season, everybody went crazy about Colorado, right? And that was the coverage for like two, three weeks until they started to fall apart, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had the then we had the Iowa, you know, wrong call against Minnesota and the screaming about that, and and now we're looking at this and we're going, oh my God, Ohio State, Michigan is going to be so far off the charts in terms of people watching and talking about it, those two teams are like, I mean, Michigan has Penn state this weekend. And if they lose, I mean, it'll take some luster off the game, but if they win, everybody in the nation is looking at Michigan and going, we need you to lose. We want you to lose. I want them to lose. Fuck them. You know, but that's why they're going crazy over this stuff. I mean, it, the number right. one is the, it's a juicy story that keeps getting dumber as it goes on. So um, every day there's some more level of stupidity about it that comes out. So it, it's going to be, uh, I guess we we have college football soap opera this year. I like uh, Josh's answer here. It's a little tinfoil hat, but I'm here for it. He says, I feel like ESPN is trying to bait the Big Ten into doing it. So the SEC gets more shots at the playoff. <laughs> well, you know, that could be. 
and then James Boardman says, uh, "Will or asks, will this harm Michigan players' individual postseason awards?" Ooh, that's a good question. I don't. You know I what? don't think you so. You know what, though? You know what I got in the email today? Ooh, where'd you get in the email? Well, who's the I email got, from first? Well, the email is from the FWAA, the Football, yes, Writers, the Football Association Writers Association of, of America. Yeah. And uh, let's see what it is here. Uh, it is the ballots for voting for who gets to be, you know, first teams and second teams and stuff like that. So where are you putting the shittier Sanders? <laughs> first, of course. Nice. That's what we'd expect. Nothing less. Uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to find with it, but you know, that is a good question that, um, that, you know, I think it, I, it may hurt them. I mean, when you, here's the thing, if you're a, like signed up to the FWAA, you're a member of the media, you're one of the people that votes on stuff. You get all sorts of stuff sent to you. We'll come okay? back to your question. I am about that. Probably not to not as much today as you used to, but I mean, in the past, I've gotten all sorts of things from USB drives shaped like the BS BCS trophy. Uh, <laughs> you know, Iowa used to send me a note, a little spiral notebook every year for whatever player they were pushing for whatever award it was. Uh, you know, all sorts of stuff, and you get emails from athletic departments pushing whatever candidate and it'll, you know, it'll say like uh, Oklahoma state, please look at Josh Temperson and how done well he's done as a linebacker. And here's all these stats and all of this stuff is to make you consider their people. So, you know, that's a, it was a really good question. I would guess that yes, it might have a, an effect on their postseason awards. And I'm the complete opposite. I don't, I don't know if you can punish the end of the player who likely had no, clue that the institutional uh, cheating was taking place. The scandal. Uh, I am bad. Dad says it is crazy. This week is Michigan's first ranked opponent. Yeah. And you know, there you kind of look at it and you go, well, we have four teams joining the conference that aren't pushovers. And uh, you know, maybe there's a reason why the networks wanted to tear apart the pac 12 and have some of those teams join the big 10, you know, I mean, they're not dumb. Uh, Oregon fan says thoughts on Dion saying he wants his players to fight each other. I think it's pretty stupid myself. Yeah, I talked about that earlier. It, it's did. just, but he might I not have been here. I don't well, get. I do, what do you get out of that? I, literally, what? He had false there's bravado. The, there's. I imagine that there's guys that will say that's how you win starting jobs. Okay, did you play for a shitty coach? I get it that you're a competitive guy, and I get it that, you know, football players, you if you talk to them, the guys that play at the college or the NFL level, they will tell you, for example, that when they put a uniform on and they put their pads on and they step into wherever their practice area is or the football field, that they com- they have to become a completely different person. Because they have to be mean, they have to be tough, they have to be, you know, aggressive and violent. Because we love watching a game where 320-pound guys smash into each other at high rates of speed. And that's that's not normal. But you know, so at practice, that certainly boils over. But you also have to teach guys how to control themselves. And I don't know if you've watched Colorado, but they don't seem to have be doing a very good job of controlling themselves on the field. 
You know, you got the the dumbest call against Travis Hunter for uh, they that allowed what was it Stanford to pick up a fourth, third and twenty one or a fourth and twenty one because he was an idiot. And then you got uh, the other Sanders kid that plays safety thrown out of a game after a targeting call because he's flexing. He is not teaching his players anything but to be morons. Yep. That's my take on it. You know, I just think it's stupid. Well, they got an interesting uh, comment here, John, reflecting on what you just said. Uh, if you want to read that one. Corn Nation says, point of contention, the 320-pound pie guys, 325-pound guys aren't smashing into anything at a high speed except the dessert table. I, You know what? If you're 320 pounds and you're running at even like a turtle's pace and you run into like me, <laughs> there's – listen – Physics. Okay, we've covered this. A turtle space is, is still a turtle space. Show. What? No. What in physics? What is momentum? Uh, force plus mass. It's mass times velocity. So if you have a large close. mass, if you have a large mass, and it's running at any speed, it's it's got much more momentum and therefore a, a much more bigger force than like an 180 pound guy hitting you. He, yeah. you know, he'd have to be going a lot faster to hit you with the same force, same amount of momentum. There you go. Okay. Hey, anyway. Oh my God. It's an hour and a half. What are you doing to me? We're done. Uh, we're not me. We're not. We? We're, we're taking your predictions for Nebraska, Maryland. It's time for this, that part of the show. Uh, you were talking about uh, your, oh. uh, F, uh, F, uh, W A A and Josh says, uh, write me in as honorable mention, John, there's a fiver in it for you. Think you could do that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, wait to, a minute. Back to physics. What? What? Go ahead. Okay. Back to physics. James Boardman says mass kicks ass. Uh, Roger Moore says F equals MA. Fred says Iowa cheerleaders have a large mass. <laughs> Force uh, equals mass times acceleration. What is that? And that was like Isaac. Said? It's, yeah. No, I was. I was just talking about momentum. Oh, okay. Force is mass times acceleration. Uh, was that Newton's second law? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Uh, let's see. Josh says that uh, I was getting ready to get rid of a large mass at offensive coordinator. <laughs> uh, Roger says S equals D divided by T. I don't remember that one. All right. I did not take physics ever in my academia. And John only studied under Sir Isaac Newton personally, <laughs> but forgot most of it. Again, I don't know if you know this about John, um, but he's been dead, never been to Europe. So he didn't retain a lot of that classical physics knowledge. So we don't know what S equals D divided by T means. If you can enlighten us, we'd appreciate it. Um Michael Hansen did uh, did leave us a prediction. We will read it, but he says good night. Uh, great show as always. Appreciate the time you guys put into making this content. Thank I, you. I don't know what time we're putting into it. Like, there's not a whole lot of prep. I think I said before I got here a minute before the show went live. That's the extent of time. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, I watch tons of football. I mean, I, I watched the anyway. Um, Fred says Newton's tenth law: Johnston plus toilet equals comedy gold. <laughs> That's a good one. 
Well, that needs to be on a shirt. Piece. That needs oh to be on a shirt. Oh, my God. Uh, I have instructed my designer to come up with an ugly Christmas design. Oh, hook me up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, here we go. Speed equals distance over time. Oh, my God. How did you not know that? I just, you know, I'm all about the force and momentum thing. E equals MC squared. <laughs> Energy equals mass. It's a different, it's a different level of physics. Well, there's only one level of physics, John, all right? And it's all physics. Let's see. I'm highlighting all of your... Uh, I don't know, Phil, you're going to put us in a really awkward spot here with your the way you phrase that because you're going to leave the door open for Fred uh, to make a comment. So, Fred, don't go anywhere. You're going to have a field day uh, with Phil's prediction. So I think we've got uh, – let's see. Michael says, press the like button, everyone. Uh, yes. Thank you. Um, David says, a great show. Appreciate the content. Um John, as a Christmas for our uh, very special Christmas special this year, will you do the show from the bathroom? Why? What? Why? I don't know. Why not? I guess it'd be better than doing it by the tree. That would be a little difficult. It would. It'd be much warmer yeah. inside. Yes. Um, let's see. Joel says they hope you don't have to go to the shit house on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, Fred says that you're all about the force, Darth Johnston. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, and Highlander Gun is is dedicated to the fact that we will watch the Young Guns uh, yes. and wants to know if you'll watch it on the toilet. No, we won't do that to you. We want you to be as comfortable as possible for what's about to happen. Um, it might deserve it. Uh, Justin says, uh, Brett Bielema, mass <laughs> equals mass infinity. All right, on to your predictions. Let's go roll up the sleeves, do a little stretch, stretch, have a little swig of the trapel. All right, here we go. Michael Hansen says 24-14 Huskers. Josh Hansen says 24-21 Huskers. Which Hansen will win? Uh, Highlander Gun says 4-3 to three Nebraska. I like that. That's a baseball score if I've ever seen It's that. a win. It's a it win. Is. It is. It's a win. It's a win. God dang it, it's a win. Uh, living in Omaha, David Matney says 23-10 Nebraska. Like I that. like that score. Yeah. Uh, Joel Tilson says 21-7 Huskers go big red. Uh, Justin says, uh, and look, I know I say Joel Tilson, I only say Justin. Justin, I'm afraid I'm going to butcher your last name as simple as it looks. So that's why, you know, I, I'm not. Anyway, uh, Justin says Huskers 24 Maryland 17. That's uh, believable. Yeah. Roger Moore says 3521 Nebraska. <laughs> uh James are you looking at new comments coming in? No, I did 35 to 21 is the Todd always prediction. Hey, well, you know, Fred Fred's a he he's a lifer. He he is addicted to coordination and we're we're grateful for him. So, uh James Boardman says Huskers win 21-20. I would like it to not be that close. If I'm being yeah. Honest. Uh, Fred Sacco says Nebraska 24 turtles 13 in another ugly clunky W that we will gladly take. Uh, we have Husker Bob saying 27, 16, big red. We have Oregon fans saying 27, 24, Nebraska gets it done because Matt rule is that guy. Yeah, there you go. See, 
he's got more optimism than half the fan base. <laughs> uh, Phil Spear says 23-21, Nebraska pulls it out. All right, Fred, do what you do. <laughs> uh, Roger says, great show. Todd is never here for the good ones. <laughs> I don't know what that says about the Monday night show. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. Brian Long says 24-23 Nebraska. Uh, Justin Justin said, Fred, I read the first line. I knew exactly what the next one would be. I think maybe I got to scroll up. Did I see that one? Oh, yeah. No. I know. He's referring to this one from uh, Fred. Nebraska pulls it out. Finally learned something from the former HC. Oh, we can say that. It's all in fun. Uh, Will wind be the factor? Not sure. Uh, And Justin Rogie. Perfect. And okay. Josh asked the over under, and Phil said it's forty three. Last I saw, so that, that, that is high. All the numbers, John Dam Johnston. It's time for your Nebraska game prediction. Diction, diction, diction. Well, I I'll go with twenty one to seventeen. I'll go with 21 to 17. I'm listening, but I'm also typing. It's okay. Uh, no, I do think that a good beer can could bring the show up out of the doldrums that, that it was suffering. Um, again, I went with New Belgium's Trapel, which you can't see because it's blurry. Apologize for that. Uh, if I have to drink a beer on my end to make the show good. I don't know how much y'all are drinking on your end, but please, even if you're not uh, driving anywhere, drink responsibly. We don't need any cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> no, we don't. You said 2117. Is that what I said? John, it's your prediction. You got to, you yeah, got to stand by it. It just goes. It just... All right. My prediction, Nebraska is going to win the game, or as we like to say on uh, overreaction, win the day. They are going to rock out with their peacock out, and they are going to win. Got to do math in my head. I'm going to say 34 to 20. I like Tristan Alvano at home. I think that uh, he'll help put a few through the uprights. And I think that Heinrich Harburg is going to I, – I, I just think this is the game where where everything comes together. And maybe it's not a perfect display of college football, but I think it's going to be more than enough to get the win, to get to Nebraska bowling for the first time, as Hoss likes to say, since the Obama administration. Think about that. And it's going to happen in front of the home fans. And if you're there and you want to uh, storm the field afterward, go right ahead. It's been long enough. Let's celebrate a little bit. You know, uh, people have asked about the weather. It is supposed to be 60 degrees and partly cloudy uh, Saturday, which, you know, now the wind could be 20 miles an hour. That shouldn't really do anything. And uh, no participate. I mean, that sounds like a beautiful November day. So, 
there you go. I want to. I want. I want you to read this one, John. Fred Sacco says thirty-four points for Nebraska? Question mark. Is that one of those CBD beers? I hope not. And Phil Spear counters with, hey, they scored 31 on Purdue. They did score 31 on Purdue. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I we'll see what happens. I think the big key to this game is going to be, is Maryland just, you know, they are they still going to fight for the rest of their season? Is the home, the fact that it's in Lincoln, I think it's going to have a big effect on them. Uh, you know, they still have a lot of fight in, in them. I just they they have a habit of just collapsing, you know, beginning the season well and collapsing. So, um, I don't know. When I interviewed the Maryland guy, he wasn't. You know, basketball season has started for Maryland. <laughs> he wasn't very uh, up on his football team. That's okay. right. He needs to probably hire more people over there at uh, Testudo Testudo News. Testudo time. Testudo times? Yes. All right. Regardless of, I'm going to call it tuxedo times. I think that's more fun. Uh, plus, their they're little uh, turtle guys wearing a bow tie. So, Can uh, we, we, so it'd be uh, Tennessee tuxedo. No. Okay. Is that, a, is that an old-timey reference that only people over the age of 85 will understand? Oh, my God. You don't know who Tennessee tuxedo is? I feel like I'm going to get in I trouble. I feel like we've failed, you younger people. How you know, old do you think I am? Know, people don't know who Bullwinkle Moose is, Rocky the Squirrel, Tennessee Tuxedo. What the fuck is going on with the world? You know, we took all this shit and we got rid of it because it was it's too violent. No Wiley Coyote or bro. Okay, okay. I didn't, I, knew, I didn't know his name. I'm sorry. I didn't know his name. I feel bad. I mean, like, I, I know about Underdog and Droopy and... Like I, I'm, I'm hip. I just didn't know. I didn't know that about Tennessee tuxedo. I'm sorry. I've let you okay. down. I can't. <laughs> I can't handle any more shame or embarrassment. I'm gonna go. Okay. Uh, John, it's always a great time visiting with you, Chatterfields. You're the reason I show up to work every Thursday at night. Sometimes on Wednesdays and an occasional Tuesday. You're the reason I'm here. You keep me going. I don't know where I'd be without you. Um, oh, we're not going to do it th- this week, but John, I got to tell you last week, we had a few more donations to team Jack, uh, through the okay. young guns, the young guns initiative. Uh, so we're up to $130. Okay. So, uh, how did they donate? I threw super chat. Okay. So I know YouTube takes their cut. I ain't worried about that. We'll pay what okay. you pay. We'll, we'll, um, yeah. We'll, so yeah, we'll, we'll cover it. So don't worry about that. Uh, we didn't do that this week. We'll we'll pick it up next week. Um, and we appreciate all of you. Uh, Fred wants to know what happens if we get to two hundred dollars. John will watch. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, the, the, maybe the, we'll the, do another movie night, Fred. Ooh, we got. <laughs> we've got to figure out. Uh, allegedly, you're not allowed to just stream movies that you don't own on YouTube. So we have right. to figure out how exactly to make this happen. I don't know if we can do some like private uh, YouTube we, watch along or something, we, but we could do what we could do. Hmm. Can we talk about we, this off air and, yes. and let the good people go to bed? Yes, we could go. <laughs> John wears a cowboy hat. Oh, if we get to two hundo. 
I have never worn, you know, I've never been able to pull that off. Some things you can pull off. I, I've never been able, you know, maybe I, John Cook is wearing one frequently. So we'll see what, okay, we're done. Let's go. God. All right. For uh, my, my great, nope. I always forget uh, for my great friend and our founder and fearless leader, John Dem Johnston. I'm Greg Mahachko. This is the five heart podcast. We remind you each and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John. Go big red. And no, red. I will not be pressing a nipple on the glass, Fred. So, there you why, go. The, why the hell not? Oh, God, nobody needs that. All right. All right. Maybe not a nipple, but just Avery Mossett. <laughs>